0: Praise the Lord, we welcome you at our live broadcast today, April 24, 2022, shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you again for today, for the week. We thank you for your blessings, your protective shield overall. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit to speak to us, to your people. Break every yoke in the hearts of those who are still in unbelief and draw them to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ that they may be delivered from their sins and be given the new birth, the passport, eternal life. We give you all the praise and honor as we plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Wherever this broadcast is watched, this moment, any day, any time, wherever, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. The instrumental is taken from Abrakele Brassie. Father, continue to bless that man and his family for his contribution to the work of ministry. Today's topic, obligations of believing parents. Permit me to say, if you know any parent that is a believer, send this broadcast to him or her because in preparing this broadcast i learned a lot myself and i saw my own shortcomings and i hope every believing parent will see their shortcomings ask god for forgiveness and help them because there is problem there's trouble the outline the introduction Two, believing parents are corrupting their children. Three, the biblical way of child upbringing. Four, believing parents will be judged. God will judge us. And song sang today's Hosanna in the highest. The introduction. For both unbelieving and believing parents, Parenting is the highest and most challenging of responsibilities. For believing parents, there's that extra and more important dimension. They are to bring up their children to fear and love God. By children in their care, or your care, we mean those who have not yet known right and wrong. Because the angels of God. The angels of these children see the face of God. And God is jealous of their well-being. Finally. Bible-believing parents will give account of their guardianship of the children God has placed in their care. We call them our children, but truly they are God's children. Because they have not yet known right and wrong. Scripture please.
1: Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. See that you do not look down on one of these little ones. For I tell you that the angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Praise the Lord. That little thought in, you know, one year old, five, six, seven, ten.
0: Angels of God who are guarding them are seeing the face of their Father. So they are more spiritual than any mature believer because they are corrupted So we have to be excessively careful. Today's broadcast is primarily, I'm addressing today's broadcast, primarily to Bible-believing parents only. Those who believe that the Bible is the final authority for doctrine and for living. If you're an unbelieving parent, The greatest gift you can give your children is, if you're watching this broadcast and you say, why exclude me, is to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior now, so that you can also be blessed. Because if you are not a believing parent, you have nothing to offer your children, but unbelief. Because it's only when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, can you appreciate this very important broadcast? So the question now is, Why are we doing this broadcast today? First, led on my heart by the Lord. But then, I will say, we're doing this broadcast because Bible-believing parents have sadly been leading their children astray. Just like unbelieving parents lead their children astray. So, unbelieving parents can be forgiven. They don't know better. But those who say that believing parents were also leading their children astray. Most Bible-believing Christians have been raising their children with their structure, with moral codes derived only from the Bible. They have not shown their children through their words and deeds the difference between right and wrong. They often fail to discipline their children for bad behavior, even though they know fully well. That children learn more when disciplined when they are disciplined for bad behavior. For many, whatever the children ask them, they give. No questions asked. Many hesitate to train their children even to wash plates at home. Because they are the children of big people, rich people. Because of the foregoing reasons. Children from supposedly Bible-believing Christian homes. <laughs> are even more indisciplined than those in the world. They do whatever they want wherever and whenever just like if I was worse than those from unbelieving homes. Next item. Believing parents are corrupting their children. Number the two. number two. Yeah, believing parents. You right? are good. Most 21st century believing parents have not only dropped the parenting ball, they have been teaching their children the ways of the world. In effect, we have been actively corrupting them. When we express our love by giving our children expensive toys, gadgets like smartphones, buy them first class tickets to send them to expensive vacations, what do we think we are doing? Is that love? I think not, in fact it's not. When we send our children to very expensive schools and colleges to avoid having them mix with the children of the poor, who attend less expensive schools and colleges. What do we think we're doing? Had our children attended some of those schools and colleges? That we had looked down upon, because if we didn't look down on them, we would have sent them there when it's very convenient, maybe near us. They could have developed empathy for the poor. They could have understood that, irrespective of wealth and status, all human beings are equal. But when we do send them to those very expensive schools, where they only mix with the children of the very rich, we deprive them of that experience with our snobbish attitude. And we still call ourselves children of God. And we claim we love our children. Is that really an act of love for children? Are we not corrupting them? When we bribe to have our children admitted to colleges and universities of their choice, you know, they didn't qualify, but we bribe to put them there. Is that an act of love for our children? Are we not corrupting them? And when our children ostensibly graduate, remember they didn't graduate truly, but we are paying the lecturers marks, uh, uh, money to, you know, to give them marks. And then we pay bribes to get them the way paying jobs. Is that an act of love for our children? Are we not corrupting them? So let us come to the conclusion of this matter. We shall go on the premise that the money wealth you and I have acquired and have used in these corrupt activities were legitimately acquired. So on that basis we believe, want to say so. Second premise, if you're a child of God, you know that everything you have belongs to God. So on these two, premise. Let us talk then. To you, to me. So when I say you, I'm included. Are you aware that you not only sow from God, you use God's money to corrupt your children. Those children that the angels of God, who are their guardian angels, have seen the face of Father in heaven. Are you also corrupting others with God's money? You rob God. That means we rob God when we use God's money to fly our children in first class. We rob God when we use God's money to pay bribes to get our children into schools that they didn't qualify to go. We dishonor God in all those corrupt activities using the words God gave you and I for good works and for his mission. Finally, we rob our children of the life they ought to have lived. You never allowed them to experience life. The same life God allowed your parents to allow you to live, maybe in poverty or middle or whatever. You said, no, my children must know. You deprived them of the life they could have lived. You charted their path using evil means for your own selfishness. Children brought up under such conditions will never know the value of hard work. And they remain a menace to the society. And when many of us were all going to die? We leave the big inheritances to them, what children we have brought up. With the wealth of God, God has allowed you to acquire. And when you reach heaven, you tell him what? We children are busy in the world, using that money for wickedness and foolishness, and corrupting others. We have cheated our children, we also cheated on our children. When you bribe your way to put them in schools of the best schools, the ones qualified lost their places. When you go and purchase jobs for them, the way deserving having graduates fail to get, and you say you're a believer, and I say I'm a believer. Let's also look at the biblical way of child upbringing. scripture
1: please. Genesis chapter 18 verses 18 to 19. Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank you Father God. God already knows his faithful children, even by the time he's allowing you to acquire those wealth. He saw Abraham, that he would obey him in all matters. That he will bring up his children in the world. of the Lord. Isaac, he brought him up such that when he told Isaac, bring your hands, I want to tie you. Isaac obeyed. Isaac feared his father and feared God. That's the biblical way. So Isaac knew not just the fear of Abraham, his father, but the fear of God. And we bring up our children that way. That is the only Bible-believing way. To bring them up in the love and fear of God, doing the will of God, using the word of God. No other way.
1: Trust teacher, please. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it.
0: Praise the Lord. It is imperative you and I teach our children the word of the Lord. Yes, somebody said, say, but children of... No, no, no. If they really have been taught, don't worry. They've made their choices. They may make wrong choices. But when they grow up and take that wrong turn, the things you and I have planted in them will continue to sound in their hearts if you continue to draw and gnaw at their hearts and god will use those things that you deposited to continue to touch them and probe them and guide them and make it until they come back to him it may even happen after we have gone but you and i must plant that seed and maintain watering it it doesn't matter next item please Believing parents will be judged. That is the that is even the, we will be judged by God. Scripture,
1: please. Matthew chapter eighteen, verse one to seven. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, "Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, "I tell you the truth." Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it will be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck And be drowned in the depths of the sea what sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin temptations are inevitable but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting
0: praise the lord
1: look at the judgment are we corrupting our children
0: if we are guilty we must repent today and retrace our steps because there is no excuse God will hold you and I who know the truth responsible. Next scripture, please. 1 Samuel chapter 2,
1: verses 22 to 25. Mm-hmm. Now, Eli was very old, but he was aware of what his sons were doing to the people of Israel. He knew, for instance, that his sons were seducing the young women who assisted at the entrance of the tabernacle. Eli said to them, I have been hearing reports from all the people about the wicked things you are doing. Why do you keep sinning? You must stop, my sons. The reports I hear among the Lord's people are not good. If someone sins against another person, God can mediate for the guilty party. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede? But Eli's sons wouldn't listen to their father, for the Lord was already planning to put them to death. Praise the
0: Lord. I want you to note this point, Eli did warn his children, he rebooked his children, as I'm sure many of us have rebooked our children who have tried to do something that we we believe is not biblical or right, but you're going to find out why God punished Eli too. Next scripture please. 1st Samuel chapter 2 verses
1: 27 to 34. One day a man of God came to Eli. And giving this message from the Lord. I revealed myself to your ancestors when the people of Israel were slaves in Egypt. I chose your ancestor Aaron from among all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer sacrifices on my altar, to burn incense, and to wear the priestly vest as he served me. And I assigned the sacrificial offerings to you priests. So why do you scorn my sacrifices and offerings? Why do you give your sons more honor than you give me? For you and they have become fat from the best offerings of my people Israel. Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel says, I promise that your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priests. But I will honor those who honor me, and I will despise those who think lightly of me. The time is coming when I will put an end to your family so it will no longer serve as my priests. All the members of your family will die before their time. None will reach old age. You will watch with envy as I pour out prosperity on the people of Israel, but no members of your family will ever live out their days. Those who survive will live in sadness and grief, and their children will die a violent death. And to prove that what I have said will come true, I will cause your two sons, Hophni, I'm feeling us to die on the same day. Praise the Lord.
0: I encourage you after this broadcast, please, to go back and read the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 2. But I'm going to say something about God. Whenever God, God always makes his case. God has just made a case how Eli became a priest of God. It was not because of anything, it is just God's own mercy through the tribe of Aaron. Just as you and I, when we repented, it is not because we are better than those who have not repented, no, it's God's special grace. So when God calls you and I and we respond, are we supposed to give honor to others more than God? So look at verse 29. So, why do you score my sacrifices and offerings? Why do you give your sons more honor than you give me? God is plainly hurt. Why are you honoring your sons more than me? Remember, Eli has in books his children. We do that for all our children. But you're gonna see that we give honor to our children more than to God, and that's where God is angry with most of us. scripture please
1: 1st Samuel chapter 3 verses 10 to 14 And the Lord came and called as before Samuel Samuel and Samuel replied speak your servant is listening then the Lord said to Samuel I am about to do a shocking thing in Israel I am going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family from beginning to end I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever Because his sons are blaspheming God And he hasn't disciplined them So I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons Will never be forgiven by sacrifices or offerings
0: Praise the Lord The key is in verse 13 I
1: have warned Eli that judgment is coming
0: upon his family forever Because his sons are blaspheming God Number one So those ones will be judged But because Eli failed to discipline them but remember, because I always wondered, it was as I was preparing this message, that the answer came. I mean, what more could Eli have done? He has rebuked them. What was he supposed to do? When our children rebel against God, what are we supposed to do? Even if they become adults, but are not living a wayward life, what are we supposed to do? When we call them to order and they refuse, what are we supposed to do? I will tell you what I'm supposed to do. Because the answer is there. And he hasn't disciplined them. What could he have done? The answer? He should have removed them from the priesthood. He could have kicked them out. If they were not his children or other people, wouldn't he have kicked them out? Of course he would have. You see why the problem? You and I make selective judgments. When it's other people's children, we, we are willing to. But when it's our own children, we close ranks. When we do that as believing parents, we dishonor God, and God is not pleased. So if we and I have a wayward child or wayward children, and you fail to discipline them, even if it means cutting them out from your will, cutting them out, do anything, you are going to be held accountable. I'll be held accountable. Let us take note, this is the message of the hour. We are bringing up children that have gone the way of the world because we failed in our days of bringing them up. To love God more than themselves. And now some of them have gone totally out. Love them. But don't. Tell me that you are going to give them anything or bring them into anything until they have known the Lord. Because if you do, you will be become like a lie. Remember, God said, I will not forgive them. I will not forgive a lie, And he removed the priesthood from him forever, from his life. Please. Like I said, I was challenged by this message. <laughs> and I hope you are challenged. Because Enlight failed to denounce his children to the public, Tell them, My sons are wasted. They are wasting. They are wicked. Today we have many people who say that years. they are pointing their sons and daughters into positions, and the children go throwing money all over the place. They cannot do it. Of course they have to, because those ones really are posted. But if you are truly a Bible-believing parent, you cannot bring up your child the way of the world. And you cannot allow your child to be misbehave and you continue to work on him or her with open arms. When you do that, you dishonor God. When I do that, I dishonor God. So always remember that you must contend for God's righteousness. I must contend for God's righteousness no matter what it costs me. You must contend the same, my brothers and sisters, you ch- God chose His children. Sorry, Allah chose you over God. Don't choose your children over God. I must not choose my children over God. God is number one. God is number two. God is number 100. Everything else falls in place. Only when we are in the will of God. We are all guilty. One word, the other. We have so for our children. We want our children to love us. So we have to keep quiet. Even when we know they are not walking in the way of God. Lord, forgive me. Forgive everybody who is hearing this message. Because the one word that we have all heard. Help all of us, my Father, my God. above pray for help all the children who were not brought up right. Help them, Lord, if they hear this message, also now learn to repent and bring up their own children in the love and fear of God. I plead with you, share this message widely with every believing parent you know. If you know any parent, share it. If you even know believing parent, give them so that they can repent. Because if they don't repent, they cannot bring up their children in the love and fear of God. They are living in unbelief and their family is living in unbelief. So it doesn't help anybody. Unbelief depends repent if you're an unbelieving parent. If you really love your children. So you can begin to bring them up in the love and fear of God. So I'm going to sing a song. Hosanna to you the highest. My father, my God, I thank you for this beautiful message because you sent it. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, we lift up your name. Everyone join me and lift up the name wherever you are. With hearts full of praise, my Father, my God. Be exalted, O Lord my God. We exalt you this day, my Father, my God, for the message of your world, to your people, Hosanna in the highest. Glory, glory, Lord. Glory to the King of Kings. Glory to the Lord of Lords. Glory, glory. Your children shout glory to you this morning, whenever they're anywhere in the world. They give glory to you, the King of Kings. Lord, we lift up your name with heart full of praise. Forgive us. We exalt you, Lord my God. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Thank you, Jesus. Dear God, thank you for the message. Thank you for everyone who has listened, Lord, help us, Lord, forgive us in the areas we have sinned against you, that we have ever placed our children any moment above you, Lord, that we have wasted the resources you give us just on children. Help us, Lord, to walk in your will so that you lead us to spend your resources not on ourselves or our children or families, but, Lord, in your mission. To do that which you want us to do because you own everything. For we have committed our lives to you. My Father, my God, I commit this message to everyone. Wherever this message is noise, Lord. Cause repentance. Cause deliverance. Cause healing in families. And draw away watching them back to their parents in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Break every yoke, my Father, my God Break every yoke, my Father, my God Break every yoke, my Father, my God In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Glory, my Father Glory to you, O Lord, my God Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ For being my Lord and Savior Thank you, Holy Spirit For continuing to teach And guide us in this ministry In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ We are prayed Amen Praise the Lord My brothers and sisters I have done my own Do your own, if it is his will, we shall again see you next Sunday. Blessings.